Sarah. 
morning, dear Sangha. Today is um, April the 2nd, in the year 2006, and we are in the Loving Kindness Temple, Chùa Tư Nghiêm, in the New Hamlet, during our spring retreat. Implementation, the practice of mindfulness uh, is considered to be at the heart of uh, uh, of the practice. And mindfulness uh, is a kind of energy that um, that can bring us. Nourishment, healing, transformation, and uh, living in the practice center, we learn how to generate uh, the energy of mindfulness uh, in every moment of our daily life. Most people live in uh, forgetfulness and distraction. We, uh, we, have, uh, we do a lot of thinking. And the thinking brings us, uh, carry us away very far. And the thinking can uh, bring in uh, anxiety, uh, fear, uh, sorrow, anger, and so on. We are uh, very often in a state of uh, dispersion, not concentrated. And the five skandhas in us uh, do not operate um, in harmony and together. And the energy of mindfulness uh, helps pull everything together so that we can be truly uh, established in the here and the now, uh, so that we can touch uh, life deeply and live uh, our life uh, deeply. And that is why the practice of mindfulness is so important. As a Sangha, uh, the practice uh, become uh, easier. Now because of the presence of other members of the Sangha uh, who practice, uh, we are supported, we are invited uh, to join in. We are reminded of our purpose here. And that is why um, the energy, the group energy of the Sangha uh, always uh, tries to, uh, to embrace us and to transport us like um, in a boat. The Sangha is considered to be a boat transporting us. And taking refuge in the Sangha uh, is to surrender to the Sangha, to allow the Sangha to transport you, to embrace you.
when you have uh, so much pain and sorrow and fear in you, uh, you may like to, uh, to allow the Sangha to take care of you, to embrace you, to hold you by her, uh, with her positive uh, collective energy of mindfulness. And if uh, you allow the Sangha to embrace you, to embrace your pain, your sorrow, uh, it, will much, it will be much easier to survive, to, um, um, to live. Here is my pain, here is my sorrow, here is my despair, please, the Sangha, uh, hold it for me. And you take refuge in the Sangha. You surrender completely to the Sangha. It's like uh, you climb on a boat and you just lie down on the boat. And the boat will carry you to the other shore. Maybe you don't need to do anything. And yet there will be transformation and healing if uh, you know how to surrender yourself to the Sangha. The Sangha learn how to, uh, how to uh, generate the energy of mindfulness. And the collective energy of mindfulness uh, penetrates in everyone. And that energy is capable of healing and transforming. When we come to the to the Dharma Hall, the best thing to do is uh, to sit down quietly and uh, to begin right away the uh, practice of uh, mindful breathing. You do not come to Dharma Hall just before, because of the Dharma talk, for the Dharma talk. You come to the Dharma Hall for other purposes as well. There, you can uh, uh, be in touch with the Sangha. There, you can uh, uh, receive the energy of the Sangha. The Dharma talk is just one small part of. Uh, of uh, what is there. So, uh, arriving in a Dharma Hall, uh, you begin to step in, uh, mindfully with each step. Uh, you feel wonderful that uh, you are now in a Dharma Hall. And you yourself have to be part of the Dharma Hall. It means you have to generate peace and uh, calm and uh, concentration and mindfulness. So with that, in, with that intention in your heart, you are able to uh, walk uh, gently uh, with every step. And you go to uh, your seat, your cushion, and you sit down. 
and you don't wait for uh, the Dharma teacher to come. You don't wait for the Dharma. The Dharma is already there. The Dharma is your posture, is uh, your practice of mindfulness. So you are with the Dharma right away. It's like uh, when you go to the sitting. When to go the, when you go to the sitting and you don't wait for the the chanting to begin in order to meditate. As soon as you arrive, you sit down and you begin right away uh, uh, the practice of uh, following your breath and calming yourself and enjoy uh, every moment. You don't you don't wait for for the brother or the sister who invite the bell and who offer the same. don't have to do it. And you can do better also from, uh, from your dorm. Uh, you walk to the meditation hall in meditation. You practice uh, deep uh, uh, medi- uh, walking meditation. So the Dharma, the Dharma hall, the meditation hall is not just there. But it is everywhere you find yourself uh, in. And if you can do like that, you are a wonderful element of the Sangha. Your presence in the Sangha is a jewel. Because uh, by putting yourself in uh, the state of being mindful, you are the living Dharma. You don't talk about mindfulness. You are mindfulness. You generate energy of mindfulness. And that can bring a lot of joy also. You don't have to be solemn. You walk lightly. You walk with joy, with peace. You don't need to talk in order to be joyful. Because while talking, uh, you don't practice walking and breathing. And your presence is uh, very precious for everyone. Because you, you, are, you embody the practice of Plum Village. Uh, you are Plum Village. You talk because uh, uh, because you are not uh, profiting from the joy, the depth of uh, being uh, when you practice mindful breathing and mindful walking. And why you walk like that, uh, uh, people will profit from your presence. You are not rigid. Uh, you are not uh, mm, solemn, too serious. You just enjoy your peaceful, uh, delightful walking to the meditation now. So when you go to uh, lunch, uh, when you go to the Dhamma talk, you go the same way. You don't need to arrive at the Dhamma Hall in order to practice. 
the practice before that. Suppose uh, this is uh, uh, suppose uh, it's time for walking meditation, and you hear the bell announcing uh, walking meditation, and you say that well, uh, people will take the time to arrive and form a circle. They will have to sing a few songs before they start. So you you don't. You don't begin to uh, right away to go to the direction of uh, the Sangha's uh, meeting. You still want to stay and talk a little bit more. You enjoy the talk. And then uh, when it seems to be a little bit late, you try to go quickly uh, to to the place where the Sangha is gathering. You go quickly, not in mindfulness, in order to begin walking slowly. To hurry in order to not hurry. It's nonsense. Because when the bell is invited, uh, you can begin walking meditation right away. Just obey the bell, and because the bell is uh, is the voice of the sangha calling you, so show respect to the to the to the sangha. When you hear the bell announcing work invitation, stop thinking, stop talking, stand up, and begin with one step in the direction of the gathering. That is uh, the tradition. It's beautiful. You only already practice walking meditation. You don't have to go there to hurry to go there and to uh, to walk slowly. You walk very fast in order to arrive, in order to walk slowly. When you step into the meditation hall, the Dhamma hall, you might feel uh, a great uh, sense of peace because everyone is sitting and breathing, although the Dhamma talk has not uh, started yet. And you begin already to uh, profit 
from the powerful energy of mindfulness that uh, reigns in the uh, in uh, in in uh, in the hall. No one is talking. Everyone is enjoying the noble silence. Everyone follow uh, his or her breath and enjoy. And that is why when uh, the bell master begins to invite the bell, you are, you are already ready. There is no dispersion, there is no thinking. So you join the energy of the Sangha very easily. While you are practicing uh, mindful breathing, the energy of mindfulness uh, is there in you. Continue to be uh, generated. And your body and your consciousness, your mind, uh, is radiating that energy. When the mindfulness, uh, energy of mindfulness is uh, generated, every cell in your body uh, stop going in many directions. Every mental formation stop going in uh, every direction. Every cell of your body and every cell of your mind are joined together in the practice of mindful breathing. And uh, the radiating of the energy uh, helps the body, the mind. And uh, when another person comes to the Dharma Hall, he or she uh, will, be, will meet with that uh, energy that is being radiated from you and from other members of the, of, of, uh, of the Sangha. And you are radiating the energy of uh, presence because mindfulness is uh, the energy of uh, our full presence. Our mind and body are together. We are really in the here and the now. And if everyone is doing the same, all members of the Sangha uh, become uh, cells of the same organism. And we come uh, the, the, the energy will come uh, into phase and there is harmony, there is a power, there is a joy.
because everyone uh, uh, radiates the same kind of energy. The same kind of wave. And these waves are of the same um, frequency. And that is why uh, we are in phase, why everyone is breathing in and out, calming. soothing, and so on. And anyone who is penetrated by this uh, collective energy will profit, will get the healing and the transformation that he or she needs. We should not fall into the trap of um, of the, uh, of the form, practicing in the form. We should be really emanating, radiating the energy of, uh, of presence, of peace, of mindfulness. And when the whole Sangha uh, practices deeply, everyone is capable of uh, uh, radiating mindfulness the collective energy is powerful. And everyone is in everyone else. And interbeing become a reality. In physics, they call it a phase entanglement. You are in me, and I am in you. It's like two waves interfering each other. And the power is double if, if there are two waves. But if there are many waves of the same frequency, the power will be great. And everyone... Uh, profit from this uh, powerful uh, collective energy. If we practice deeply, if we do not fall into the trap of, uh, of, of the form. Because when we sit there, mm, relax, uh, following our breath, and generate the energy of mindfulness of breathing, uh, we produce the same kind of energy. And the energy is of the same frequency. And that is why uh, the power of a Sangha can, can transform, can change a lot. If you allow that uh, collective energy to hold you, to transform you, to, to, to embrace you, and you feel that uh, the blocks of pain, the sorrow of uh, despair in you will 
uh, will be lighter, will be transformed. And that is the real meaning of uh, taking refuge in the Sangha. The Sangha is a real Sangha. It's a real Sangha practice capable of generating a powerful energy of mindfulness and concentration. And that is why taking refuge in the Sangha, you get the transformation, the healing. And you yourself can be an active member of the Sangha because you, by your practice of mindful breathing and working, can generate, uh, can help uh, generate the collective energy. That is why when you first hear uh, uh, the bell master about uh, uh, the half sound, and you, you first hear the half sound of bell announcing that a full sound will be uh, produced, you go back right away to yourself and you bring your attention to your in-breath and you breathe in mindfully peacefully, ending all thinking, ending all projects, ending all dreaming, and begin to produce that energy. And with the half sound of the bell, the whole will be transformed. And you you have felt that. Every time you hear the half bell, the sound, the atmosphere of the hall is different. From forgetfulness, from dispersion, everyone come into mindfulness. And that is why the bell master does not act um, artificially. Before, before inviting the bell, she, she wants to be really mindful. She practiced mindful breathing three times before, uh, before emitting um, the half sound of the bell, announcing that uh, a full sound is going to be produced. And just because of that half sound, the, the, the whole atmosphere, the atmosphere of the whole, whole of the whole Sangha changed. Everyone know that uh, this is time to combine our energy of mindfulness together. And during the time of the three sounds of the bell, when you have the opportunity to practice deeply at least nine in-breath and nine out-breath, the energy can be very powerful. And we rely on each of you to do that. that will profit anyone that will come to the Sangha. And uh, when we are breathing in and out like that, we become one body. The selves, the separate selves, do not exist anymore. Everyone becomes a cell of the Sangha body. We transcend the barrier of uh, uh, individuals. We are no longer individuals. Uh, we come into face. We enter our. And that energy 
then that energy can affect change even if uh, uh, if uh, uh, if uh, we are separated uh, from the other group or other person by uh, ten thousands of uh, miles because that energy is uh, non-local, non-local, non-temporal. It can affect the same right away. And it does not take the time in order to go there to help transform. Because uh, time and space, uh, it uh, occupies the whole of time and the whole of space. When we say that, let us send energy, uh, we think that uh, between us and the other person who needs the energy, uh, there is a distance, there is a time. But in this light of, in the light of uh, the energy of mindfulness, we don't need any time, we don't need to uh, cross any distance. Because the nature of uh, mindfulness the nature of uh, the collective Sangha is uh, non-local. We are here, but we embrace the whole cosmos. And when we come up for chanting, yeah, those of us who stand uh, uh, in the front, and those of us who sit in, uh, in, on our seats. But if uh, upon the sound of the bell, uh, everyone goes back to his or her breathing and produces mindfulness, and then there is no longer any distinction between the one who chants and the one who listens to the chant, because we all lose our uh, individuality. We come into phase, we become one body. And it is possible for us to practice deeply like that. We don't want to just practice with the form, we want to go deep in the, in the content. And generating mindfulness and concentration, this is our practice. And if you have mindfulness, if you have concentration, you know, you know it. You don't need a Buddha to tell you whether you have, you have it or not. And we are truly in communion with ourselves and with the world, with the cosmos. The words of the chanting help us to get insight. We really dwell 
with the meaning of the center, taking refuge in Buddha within myself. Everyone is taking refuge in Buddha within himself or herself. Everyone is practicing the same. And that is why we all radiate our energy which has the same frequency because we all want to take refuge in the Buddha within ourselves. There is no contradiction. There is no differences in uh, opinions and views. And that's why chanting is also a very deep practice. Sometimes you follow your breath. Sometimes you follow uh, the words of your chant. And chanting in the Buddhist tradition is not just to pray for a power uh, outside of ourselves. Chanting is generating the power that we need, the power that can heal, that can transform. And the energy is real. The collective energy is also real. And that is why let us um, um, practice more deeply. In order to offer that power, that powerful energy that all of us need, and uh, that uh, that the world uh, 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 needs. When you do walking meditation. If uh, we are united in uh, as a, a body, uh, generating the collective energy of mindfulness of walking, uh, that energy can change many people who do not practice. Uh, Sukha Thay Pháp Lạt. He became a monk because uh, one day he uh, went to the airport and uh, and got uh, his. Uh, sister who was a nun. And he saw a group of monks and nuns coming down from the airplane and walking in such a way. He was so moved. And that energy uh, transformed him. And from that time, he wanted to become a monk. See, the energy of the group, the mindfulness, of it, uh, the energy of mindfulness, of togetherness is very powerful. And what we do here in Plumlish is to produce that energy. While you are cutting the vegetables, while you are uh, watering the vegetable garden, while you are um, uh, uh, mopping, cleaning, cooking, walking, or sitting, What time is it? What is the time? This is time of generating the energy of mindfulness. Every moment of our daily life is the time 
for generating the energy of mindfulness. And if mindfulness is there, concentration is there. And if you are mindful, if you are concentrated, you are living deeply every moment of your daily life. And living deeply like that, you understand the nature of what is and what happens in every moment. In the website of Plum Village, uh, um, you can find uh, all the tra- uh, lamp transmission gata in the lineage of uh, the root temple. And uh, the other day, I looked at one gata. You know, I received a, a lamp transmission from my teacher. My name is Nyakhan, and my teacher, uh, his name is Than Kui. And uh, my teacher received lamb transmission from his big brother, not his teacher. His big brother in the Dharma, uh, the patriarch Tuệ Minh. And uh, Tuệ Minh received Dharma transmission for, for Master Kương Kỵ. Kương Kỵ Hải Thiều. Chính sách. Thanh quý chân thật. So my teacher is the youngest, uh, the last, the last uh, disciple of Master Kunki, because here is also is only his big brother in the Dharma. Because when uh, the patriarch Kunki passed away, my teacher was still very young. So his big brother has to wait until he grow up in order to transmit the lamb to him. And, and uh, this is uh, a gata, the gata that uh, Master Kunki uh, uh, gave to his uh, disciple, to him in Jinshak. I'd like to share with you, very interesting, Jinshak. Thế viên minh 
tâm pháp bổn tự nhiên Hư không thu nhất điểm kế tổ huyện lưu truyền Because uh, the brother, the big brother of my teacher, has name Chinshak, which is uh, can be translated as uh, right, uh, right form. Right form, and form here is uh, rupa. Rupa is means matter. Sama rupa. Sama is right. Sama rupa, the real, the real matter. Because the physicists of our time are trying to find out what is the true nature of matter. They are talking in terms of uh, electrons and neutrons, uh, photons, and, and so on. At that time, uh, our teacher was also uh, interested in that. It was uh, around 1850, in the middle of the 19th century. So if we are to translate into Sanskrit, it will be Samarupa. Mm. 
right form. And it's interesting that uh, his Dharma name is right form, uh, right uh, matter, as opposed to mind, mind and matter. The nature of right form is perfect and shining. Perfect and shining. Perfect and shining is the nature of right form. Tâm Pháp Bồn Tự Nhiên, now he speaks about mind. As far as the Dharma called mind, matter and mind, matter and mind, basically, basically, it is natural like that. It means also perfect and shining. Not only matter, but mind, perfect and shining. The Buddha spoke of the mind as something shining, perfect. But the teacher here speaks of the matter also in terms of uh, perfection and light. So perfect and shining is nature of two form, of, of, of uh, right form. And basically, naturally, Basically, it is the same with the nature of the mind. So whether it is mind or matter, it's shining, it's perfect. And you cannot uh, say anything about it, you cannot describe it in terms of your notions. You cannot uh, you cannot invent, you cannot create a theory in order to speak about them. It is like um, a particle, an elementary particle. Sometimes you try to describe it as a wave. Sometimes you try to describe it as a particle. Because our mind is trying to, 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 to get a notion, to describe reality in terms of uh, notion. That is why it appears to our mind like that, but it is not basically like that. It is by itself. You can describe it as a wave because your mind wants to see in that way. 
uh, you want to describe as a particle because your mind is uh, trying to to see like that. So in terms of uh, mass, uh, you see it as a particle. In terms of uh, energy, you see it as uh, a wave. <laughs> it depends on your mind, your discriminative mind. And recently, they have uh, they have uh, said that uh, although uh, wave and particle are opposing opposite uh, uh, nature. But uh, in some experiences, they discover that the particle uh, behave at the same time, both as a wave and a particle. Hư không thu đức nhắc điểm. The empty space, the vast empty space, can be reduced to one point. You think in terms of uh, time and space. And nowadays, uh, many people believe that uh, in the beginning, <laughs> or the non-beginning, there was a point. And from that point, there, is a, there was a big bang. And there, there's a creation of time, space, matter, energy, and so on. That point from which uh, the Big Bang, bang, big bang um, happened is not really situated in time. Because when we say one point, uh, we want to always to locate that point in space. According to the theory of Big Bang, there was no time and no space before the Big Bang. So you cannot locate that, uh, that point in time and in space. And nothing can be said about that big that that point. It's like nothing can be said about God, or suchness, or nirvana. You say there there was a point from which the Big Bang uh, took place, but when people ask you, where is that point? Can we situate uh, that 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 point in time and space? They said no. You cannot describe that point in terms of time and space because at that time, there's no time, no space yet. With the Big Bang, time and space begin to, to manifest. And matter and energy and galaxies and so on. So physics um, begin to talk uh, with a kind of mystical language, like in uh, philosophy, in, in religion. But uh, much before uh, the Big Bang theory, uh, the master has said that, well, although you see space huge uh, like that, but uh, it can be reduced into just one point. Don't worry about it. It seems that um, the master was uh, 
addressing the mind that is busy inquiring about the nature of uh, mind, matter, uh, cosmology, and so on. And this seems to to be uh, an encouragement to uh, to the disciple to stop all investig- uh, investigation of the mind in terms of uh, concepts, and to invite him uh, to go deeply into the practice. And the last sentence is that you should continue the work of your elders, of your patriarch, in order to transmit the Dharma to the future generations. That is a very, a very, very practical. Perfect and bright is the nat- uh, perfect and shining is the nature of uh, uh, right form. The nature of mind is, on, is basically uh, the same in nature. The vast empty space can be reduced to one point, to just one point. Therefore, let us continue the work of the patriarch and transmit the Dharma to the future. And uh, the root temple uh, uh, recorded about uh, uh, nearly 100 uh, uh, gata of transmission like that. If you have uh, the time to study, uh, you will, you will uh, see something of uh, in the mind of our of our uh, teachers of our uh, patriarchal teachers. Thầy Pháp Dương has uh, uh, begin to translate a few, but there are many, and all of them are in classical Chinese. Thầy Chúc Thịnh and Thầy... xem lễ nghiêm đâu thầy có gửi cho thầy pháp ấn cái calligraphy mới về, về...